show. It's 1025 The Bone. You don't necessarily need to call in for this, but if you'd like to, 727-579-1025 or 800-771-1025. I, will, I am very happy to say, Dom, that I have not even attempted to drive under the influence of alcohol or any drugs in over 12 years. And I know the exact date because I remember the last time it was, uh, and I've talked about it before, it was Galvin and I and his brother. We went to the Hard Rock, and uh, I was drinking so much that I went and took a nap in the bathroom. Hey, yep. Oh uh, they thought I left. I came out. We drank some more. And then at some point in the night, I thought I was okay to drive, and I went home, got a mere five miles or so from the Hard Rock, found this uh, church that's over there off of 301, pulled in behind the church dumpster and shut my car down and went to sleep. And I remember my son was just born, so he's only like one years old. He's 13 now. And I know that I, it was the very last time that I ever got in a car uh, when I was drinking. And uh, I think of all the dumb things I did when I was younger, and I'm so happy that nothing ever resulted in an accident that hurt either me or somebody else, or uh, I have never been uh, in trouble with the law. Sure. So both things that you don't consider are a big deal when you're drinking, but could have easily ruined my radio career, uh, could have easily cost me money for sponsors and all that other stuff, even if I was able to still work. And uh, it, it, it could have killed myself or other people. God forbid. Sure. Yeah. New father out drinking and driving. Ridiculous. Yeah. So I don't do it anymore. Fortunately, now I, uh, I have another vehicle that somebody else can drive, so I don't have to worry about that. And I'm not really that big of a drinker, unless we're a pimple toddler that I'm usually smashed. So my whole point, though, is we talked about this a lot in the beginning, mostly when we were on in afternoons, and we haven't talked about it in some time. But everything I learned about getting pulled over, I learned from talking to you. And I think that so many people have different uh, stories and things that they've heard, whether to blow, whether to not blow, what to do, what not to do, what you're required to do by law. So I figured we'd start from scratch and just do a little bit of brush up because, like you said, tis the season yes. for people to have Christmas parties. To You could be a perfect citizen, but you've had one too many that you don't even realize it. And you thought, oh, I'm, I'm fine. I'm usually good on one glass of wine, but I've had three tonight, you know. Uh, and you find yourself in a predicament that you never expected. And a lot of people that I represent that have DUIs, they're great people, but they yeah. just made a mistake. Uh, you know? I just don't want to make this sound like I'm like, how to beat the cops if you're and, drinking and right. driving. That's and not it, one of my points. And, and I understand that. Yeah. And, and I'm not very clear. I mean, I, I'm a member of MAD, and I support that organization. I, I don't condone or encourage drinking while driving. Uh, but as a DUI defense attorney, everybody's entitled to a proper defense in the Constitution. And, and that, that simply is what I provide. Right. Uh, so there's a couple of things to be off off the bat that you have to understand. the The advice I give is going to be contingent upon not only where you live now in the state of Florida, yeah. but also the number of prior DUIs that you have. Oh yeah, you so it, and this is why you got to be very very careful. It, every county now is different, and what I mean by that is there are certain counties that have either reduction programs or diversion programs for DUI. So, for example, Orange County and Seminole County have uh, diversion programs, which is if you comply with all the officer's requests, you do everything the officer asks you to do, and you blow in those counties, you're then eligible to have your DUI Reduced. Uh, uh, dismissed, oh, dismissed through a diversion and program. And what counties is that? If I'm not mistaken, it should be Orange, 
and Seminole it was the, my last recommendation re- recollection. Now that that could have well, we changed. We know it's not Hillsborough, Pinellas, the, or Polk, or Pasco. It's it's not over here. Right. But there's other counties in the state of Florida. And again, it's been a while since I've been to those counties. So you know, you know, fact check me on right, that. Right. Okay. But there are certain, and you have to research. If you live in a certain county, you can research it with the state attorney's office if they have what's called a DUI diversion program. And if they do, then more likely than not, you're going to have to comply with all the officer's requests. Because if you don't, you'll be ineligible for the diversion program. That's number one. In Hillsborough County, we'll take this example, there is a reduction program. Right. All right. Now, what that program is called is RIDER, R-I-D-R, Reduce Impaired Driving Recidivism. That's what the acronym stands for. I've had a state attorney, uh, Andrew Warren, on my show a few times. We're talking about that. It's the program's now about a year and a half old, maybe two years old. And what happens is if you get a first-time DUI, so this is for someone that has any prior DUIs, first-time DUI, if you're not involved in an accident, if you don't have any prior license suspensions, if you don't have any active suspensions, if you uh, don't have a crash and you don't blow above a point two oh. So you just made for the novice drinker driver. Right. So <laughs> your your breath cannot be above a point two oh. It's gotta be lower than that, no crash, no priors. You're eligible for the rider program, which means that the DUI will be reduced to a reckless driving mm-hmm. and then we'll ask the court to withhold adjudication. So a non conviction of a lesser misdemeanor offense of reckless driving. Now on the statute a DUI is 316.193. Right under it, 316.192 is reckless driving. So that is the, the logical reduction charge if you look at the statute. Right. Here's the problem with blowing in Hillsborough County. Because people say if you blow, you blow or not blow. If you have no prior DUIs and you are in Hillsborough County, if you blow, I humbly believe you're making a mistake. And the answer is, well, why, Dom? Because you're giving them the evidence. Not in this example. Oh. Because if you blow in Hillsborough County and you don't have a prior DUI, you can blow yourself right out of the reduction program. Ah. Uh. So I had I had I had two clients, very similar fact circumstances. They were pulled over for weaving and swerving. Uh, they were both compliant with law enforcement, and both of them blew. Both of them did the exact same thing. One blew above a point two. It was like a point two two point two three. The other one was like a point one nine point one. Both of them intoxicated, well over the legal limit, more than double uh, approaching triple. But one now has the advantage of a reduction program where the other one does not. Right. So and and it's new. I yeah. mean, it's still a new thing. A lot of, a lot of people scratch their heads. Oh my God! Now. Pinellas and Pasco and Polk do not have a diversion program. So if you provide a breath sample there, we're not going to qualify for a program. So then the next argument would be, why the hell are you going to give them information to use against you? Right. Because if you don't have a breath or blow above a .08, and again, these are for folks that don't have any prior DUIs. All right, so I'm going to preface this in stages. Then what happens is the state doesn't have the evidence to use against you. So... If you get pulled over, roll the window down, always comply with law enforcement, try to have your driver's license and your ID, uh, your insurance card, and and, uh, and uh, the registration handy. Yeah. Because the first thing is they'll they'll note in the report, oh, they're fumbling for their cards. They I can't find them. Everybody cards. can't find yeah. the card. Yeah, yeah, whether you're, you're allegedly drunk or not, you can't find the stuff. All right. Then if they ask you to get out of the car, we all know, get out of the car. 
All right, just come on out. And then if you're going to have a conversation with them, you got to understand that's acquiescence to a police authority. All right, that's what's called a custodial interrogation. You're having a conversation with law enforcement. There's nothing wrong with that. But what's going to happen is every report that you're going to hear uh, that I see, the criminal report affidavits, you're right. There is an odor of alcoholic beverage coming from your body, breath, or person, bloodshot, glassy eyes, slurred speech, or unsteady or unbalanced on their feet. All, all four or three of the four are in every single one. I always mess with law enforcement. Can you guys change it up? Right. I've been doing this stuff 17, 18 years. Can you put maybe, bring us a fifth or a sixth one? Uh, you know, you know, throw me for a loop in discovery. Right? Had, uh, <laughs> uh, the scent of... Of whipped cream from doing fuzzy navel shots or something? Yeah, it's something, you know, something like that. So then they're going to ask you if you want to do field sobriety exercises, FSE. They ask you if you want to? Yes. They don't say, all right, do this. If if they say, do this, that I can file a motion to then um, suppress that. See, now, anytime I ever watch Cops or the other show, the uh, live tape, that doesn't seem like they're being, hey, you guys want to do some field sobriety tests? <laughs> yeah. No, there, there was an instance where I had, I, I can't remember which law enforcement agent it was, but I had someone got out of a car, the officer uh, or deputy or trooper, I cannot remember, had a flashlight, pointed a flashlight to the ground, said, stand there and do this. And as soon as I saw it, I said, oh, no, 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 no. And then that, the, all of that was thrown out. Because that you, wow. you you can you cannot you know, law enforcement cannot force you. It's a form of a duress or coercion. So right. they you, they will ask you if you like to comply, and then if you say no, I I don't want to. They say, well, listen, these exercises help me dispel the belief that I believe you're uh, impaired, and I don't want you to drive and be impaired or hurt yourself or somebody else, which right. is so which is great. They're setting it up though for you to be like, oh, if I can do this, he's going to let me go. Correct. And then they say, if you don't do it, then I have to be base my observations, my subjective opinion on what I've seen up to this point. Right. And I've seen all those four things that I just told you, bloodshot, glass, eyes, sir, speed, da, da, da. And if you don't do the exercises, I can't dispel the notion that you're impaired. Now, question for everybody in the studio. Can you pass or fail the field sobriety no, exercise? No, no. Only you know, using it to collect yeah, information again. Yes! I love you They're guys. They're not going to have you say the alphabet backwards and then go, well, you've seen pretty good, Rob. Have a great day. Do you have to do the field sobriety exercise. No, no. You can politely decline. That is correct. Your Honor, That's correct. I am a uh, public figure. I mean, Your Honor, your officer, I'm a public figure, and I uh, will gladly take your um, your independent blood test to show you that I am not uh, drinking and driving, but I feel like I could hurt my reputation if I'm out here doing field sobriety tests. Well, <laughs> well you, can, you can turn them down because a lot of people will do them and say, well, Mr. Ferriello, I pass. I says impossible. There is no pass. All they do is they click, you know, you miss the old, you hold the toe, you, you stood off the line, you miss finger to nose. They're just clues and signs of impairment. So now the next question comes to whether or not you want to blow, and then that comes to, well, where you are, what county you're in, and it comes to how many DUIs you had. So if you don't have any prior DUIs. Yeah, let's start with me. I have no prior DUIs. I have not had a uh, ticket in some time. Mm -hmm. I get pulled over. I fully comply. Officer, here you go. Here's my information. I did have one beer, but I think that for my body size and the time that I had that beer before I left... I'm not 100% sure, no, but I think I should be okay. Already making a mistake. No, no, but yeah. I'm telling you, I'm trying to rationalize this in my head. No admissions, though. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Okay. He wasn't saying that out to the cop. Oh, you're saying. explaining to me. Right. I'm okay. thinking to myself, I'm getting pulled over. I think I'm fine. I only had one beer, literally one beer. And from my body size, and I had it an hour ago, I should be okay. Now I'm getting pulled over. So the officer comes up to me, and I do what? Okay, well, you refuse. Yes, I say to the officer, I say... Uh, officer, I uh, refuse to take the 
field sobriety test. I do not want to blow. And uh, then at that point, even though, even though I know I'm pretty sure the one beer isn't gonna isn't gonna do anything to me, I should refuse to blow. One out of maybe a hundred stops that I have seen or I hear from, do I actually see the individual get back in the car and leave? Where, True, and also I'm saying this hypothetically. One beer, I'm not driving. The, it is it is so rare and highly unlikely that the officer is going to let you leave because if they truly believe that you're impaired, but they don't have the evidence because you're not giving them information, now there's a public policy concern that if they're right and you go and kill yourself or somebody else, well, then the family is going to hire a personal injury attorney right. and we're going to sue the right. you know, law enforcement agency. So they also have a public policy concern because, again, we're, I'm, I'm pro-law enforcement. I appreciate yeah. what they do. Uh, so what I would say is, is very simple. Have all your information ready. You know, uh, officer, thank you for your service, number one. Uh, and I ask you questions that I respectfully, you know, decline to have any statements to you. I'd like to speak with my lawyer. And they go, would you comply, you know, would you do field sobriety exercises? I said, no, no, thank you, sir or ma'am. Would you blow? No, thank you, sir or ma'am. Again, I'd like to speak with my lawyer. I appreciate what you do. Here's all my information. Uh, and that's it. That's then, it. then what's going to happen, though? You're going to be arrested. Yeah. Okay, so you are going to be arrested. Well, yeah. But once you get down there, they do the blood stuff. Then what happens? What happens is that they're not doing the, they're not doing any blood stuff. You're refusing. They're not going. They can't just take blood from you. Oh, you don't want to do. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. Yeah. I don't know whether you go. You no. don't want to blow. Don't yeah, want to so do what that. Happens. They, right. They put you in the car. They take you down. To they the take jail. it down. You, they process you. Uh, five, six, seven, eight hours later, you bond out. Usually, it's on a thousand dollar bond. It was like a hundred bucks, and so then now, out you go. So what happens? So and and I know you can't answer this because you don't work for management here, but uh, management says to me, we got a DUI. Now we got to deal with that. And I say to them, I was totally sober. Then they say, well, why didn't you blow? Well, because, you know, the advice that I give is the sense that why are you going to give information evidence to the state when you don't have to? Because if you do, then you would be ineligible for A, the writer program if we're in Hillsborough County, uh-huh. or B, the opportunity for me to argue with the state attorney that they don't have enough evidence to get a reduced charge or to get the charge dismissed. Now, if you have a prior DUI, and it's a refusal. If you refuse again, a second refusal is a misdemeanor charge. Oh. So lawfully, I cannot advise you to refuse to blow if it's a second refusal. Okay. Because then my advice would be for you to commit a crime. Mm-hmm. And I can't do that under the law. So if you, so that's where it changes. If you have a prior DUI refusal and you get stopped again and you refuse again, th- they're going to give you. So I would rather deal with a refusal charge, uh, I would rather deal with a higher blow or any blow than a refusal charge because right. refusal yeah. charges are tough to be. I can win a DUI. It's very difficult to defeat a refusal. So don't refuse if it's your second time or more because that's I don't want you to get another misdemeanor charge, and lawfully I can't advise you to do that because that would be improper legal advice because I would rather then defend, excuse me, I'd rather defend the DUI blow then the refusal. Question. Yes. I get pulled over, not drinking at all. Sky's the limit. Yeah. I'm here for you, officer. And then what's going to happen is that they'll fish. So they're going to say, listen, I have, I'll have, i blow right now. Zero, zero, zero. All right, uh, Mr. Calta, I want you to submit to a urinalysis. Well, well, wait a second. The statute's bifurcated. If the officer believes that you are impaired, it's either by alcohol uh, or, or, some, or some type of alcohol drug, or is it going to be 
uh, a drug or some type of uh, you know influence of narcotics. So where do you where do you do the urine test? So you, when you go back to the station. So now I gotta go. I'm gonna get arrested for not even the, drinking. The majority of the time, you're gonna get an Uber ride by law enforcement. I say I say Uber jokingly. Yeah. You're gonna get a ride by law enforcement back to the station, right? And then if you blow there zero zero, they're gonna say, well. You show all these clues and signs of impairment. There must be something in your system. Mm-hmm. We would like you to submit to your analysis. Now, here, so you, you pee in a cup. Here's your cup. Shh, pee in there. And then now what happens? They're going to charge you with Mr. a DUI. Cal, we found a low dose of Lexapro and some blood pressure medicine. They don't know that, Ned. They have to send it to the... They have to send it to FDLE. Okay. That takes weeks, if not months. So here's your pending DUI charge here on the suspect of DUI because they don't have the pending urinalysis results. You don't lose your driver's license suspension from the DMV because they're waiting for those results. That's different if you did not blow, then they're going to give you a DUI, then your driver's license will be suspended at DMV, and then we have to have, A, either a formal review hearing at the DMV office to get your driver's license back, or B, waive your right to that, and you have what's called a hardship driving permit, educational, right. business, or employment, to maintain your driving despite the fact that you refuse to blow. So again, now you've got a crossover between the DMV, which is an administrative agency, and the criminal courts in the DUI, which is a misdemeanor charge. And so sometimes both hands oh, know what they're doing, man. and sometimes so, they know what the hell's going on. Interesting that whether you're drinking or not, you're in for uh, a bad time for a while. More? Uh, you know what I mean? Unless the cop is... I mean, and let's say let you go yeah, right you, there. But I mean, say the cop says, look, he blew zero. He might just be tired, you know, and they let you And go. that does happen. Yeah. I mean, law enforcement does let folks go. You, you do the, all these sobriety exercises. You're looking good. Say, hey, listen, I'm just tired. Or, you know, you just stopped the wrong car, whatever the case may be. And they say, all right, no problem. Can we do this? Mike, you want to be the officer and come up to my car and ask me if... Uh, I'd like to come up to your car. All right. Look at that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sir, can you roll down your window? Bzz. Uh, license and registration, please. There you go. There you go. Thank you. Is this your current address? It is. Do you know why I'm pulling you over? No. You were uh, driving a little erratic you back there. Is something going on? Is there a spider in your car? Nope. Okay. Will you step out of the car for a second? No, thank you. Oh, I, you have to come out of the car. No, speak the English. <laughs> <laughs> Will that work or no? Oh, and then I go, bow, bow, bow. Well, you guys have horrible yeah. scenarios. Damn man. it. Oh, my goodness. Right. These guys are crazy. By the way, I just want to give a, uh, I'm getting a thumbs up here from my good friend, sponsor of the show, John Stevens. Uh-huh. Uh, they're in their Tuesday morning meeting. Of course, Park Place MRI sponsored the show. Right. I'm getting a thumbs up on my advice. So okay. oh, they're all around good. there saying, hey, you know, my reps aren't drinking and driving out there as we're doing our MRI scan. So I love yes. you, John. Love you guys. Yeah, listen, uh, again, I'd like to reiterate, uh, don't drink, don't drive. That will solve the problem. Don't. Uh, vape your weed and then drive because that's going to also give you problems. Well, that's going to be a controlled substance now, right? And now you're, but you're still driving under uh, impaired. If you yeah, if you have the 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 weed now is a controlled substance in the vape pen that is, you, you've now like says old men the weed. <laughs> the, well, I mean, about when we were growing, yes, right. it's weed, it's a roach. You do yeah, you yeah. just roll the thing. How are they testing for that? Say I don't have anything, but I uh, did stuff earlier. But there's no evidence in my car. There's nothing. Then how do they test for that? What happens is if they find the vape pen, there's a paraphernalia charge. No. If it's there, okay. But there's if, if, well, if it's not there, then there's no. They're, they're, they can't. There's no evidence. They do the same thing where they would do. Can you step out and do a sobriety test? Oh, yeah, well, at, right? that, at that point in time, yeah. But no, what I'm talking about is if they found the pen, sure, and, and then the, the contents in there is actually a controlled substance. Right. So that's then a, a third it. degree felony. Although, but I'm just smoking marijuana. Mm. No, it's the form in which you're smoking it that rises to the level. Of 
of a third degree felony. Hmm. All right, listen. So, um, oh, oh, Tony Burton with the question. Big T. What happens to your insurance? If you get DUI or any of that stuff. Well, nothing happens to your insurance unless uh, and until you're convicted. Mm. So that's a great question that Tony had. And if you are convicted with a DUI, then in the state of Florida, your insurance premiums are going to go up. You have to have a mandatory coverage of 100000 100000 in bodily injury coverage. And you have to have that for three years. So, again, it does not affect you unless you're convicted. And the conviction date is when you either plea to a DUI or you're found guilty by a jury of your peers and you're convicted of the said charge. What happens if you have your medical marijuana card and you have CBD oil and you're traveling with it? Okay, uh, CBD Somebody oil is, 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 not, is not an issue because it does not have the THC component. It does. The, well, well, CBD and THC do not in the eyes of the state attorney. So the state attorney's office is actually not filing charges when there's CBD because the quantity does not rise to the level uh, that the uh, ah. THC does. Okay, yeah, because yeah, it's a small amount. Yeah, of, it, yes, You are correct that it exists, but it exists in such a low quantity, oh, point five, something five, that it doesn't rise to the level. So the state attorney's office is actually addressing issues where they're not moving forward on CBD. Party with the CBD oil. Yeah. So, so just FYI on that, because that was a big question and concern that a lot of folks had coming up because, you know, it, it did not have the, the same type of properties and elements that the marijuana does, THC, because mm-hmm. it's a different. Now Now we're getting on a scientific level, and I thought I, I, thought I went to law school to get away from science, and then <laughs> here it is. Yeah. Well, so, I got to tell you, this is valuable stuff, and now all the phone calls are coming in, but I got to be honest, we're out of time. Did I do a good job explaining uh, it? I good job, Dom. Okay, I mean, because uh, it can be confusing. <laughs> I, I thought you did great, and I'd also like to tell you that you won't have any of these problems if you don't drink and drive. Right. So. Well, if I may for tomorrow, of course, uh, Joe. I, I was going to say, uh, also tomorrow, if yes. you have time, you can continue this conversation, or at least these phone calls on your show. If oh, ab- yeah, absolutely. You know, tomorrow night's the last, my last show before the end of the year because Lucky. next Wednesday's Christmas. We're not going to do a show on Christmas Day, Slacker. and then the following, you know, Wednesday is going to be New Year. So, so tomorrow's the last show of 2019. Uh, Joe Cacciatore, my father-in-law, is going to be in, of course, uh, Capital Joe Pawn from Capital Pawn. Capital Pawn has Christmas gift. a Babe Ruth baseball. I think he's got a few. But he has one really nice one, a really solid signature that I think that you should get me for Christmas. Oh, all right. I'll see what I, I can do. can't get. be that expensive. So he's going to be in. We're doing a pawn uh, a show segment, and then we're going to have an investigator in from TPD. Very interesting. You may not, you may be like, oh, when I talked to Joe, I had no idea how pawn shops worked. Pawn shops were not a big thing in New York, at least where I lived. I had no idea how they worked. The story about bringing stuff in to pawn it and what happens to it if they don't get paid and blah, blah, blah. And some of the people who have the pawn, Joe's got great stories to tell. And what happens is we have law enforcement. So investigator Mike Maz has been on the show before. He's mm-hmm. with TPD. He comes in and he is one of the lead investigators for the Tampa Police Department uh, that deals with the charges of defrauding a fraud broker, so, which is actual criminal charges. You, oh, can't yeah. de- you cannot defraud a pawn broker. Or you have now uh, larceny charges, grand theft, because people would acquire items that don't belong to them. There's your criminal charge of theft or grand larceny. Uh, and then you have then the defraud action. So that 
starts two charges wrapped into one conduct. Uh, and then Dead Air Sandstone is going to be on the show. Uh, he's got some folks that are going to be tuning in from Pinellas County Jail, 49th Street. He's doing some cases over there. It's a big case. He wants to talk about some folks listening. And then a last-minute addition is one of our great state reps, state representative uh, Jackie Toledo, District 60, is going to come in studio from 9 to 10, uh, and she's working on a bill addressing the uh, prescription issues in the next upcoming legislation to try to address the prescription costs for uh, our state and our citizens. And she was the state rep that championed the law of the, the no texting law. So oh. and so Jackie, I think, is wonderful. Uh, Representative Toledo, I should say, I think she is wonderful. Uh, so she's going to come in, and she wanted to talk to uh, the folks to let everybody know because she'll be back in session the first week of January. Can you get uh, uh, Nikki Freed on the show, or Nikki? The, yeah, sec- the our department, the agricultural yeah, yeah, uh, commissioner. Yeah, of agriculture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can certainly try. Can I mean, get I don't, her in studio. Let me know. I will. I like to play a dating game. With I her. believe she's the one. <laughs> Democrat that is up there because you everybody else is a Republican. The Dom, if you think I care about her politics, (laughs) every time I get gas, I'm gonna kiss her a little. No, I'm I'm just I'm just saying that it's it's neat that you have you know both both parties up there. That's not a a it is neat. Now get her in here so you can see how hot she is in person. My goodness, Mike. Okay, now what what time do you need me for Friday? Um, Friday, I would imagine. What time's convenient for you? Well, I'm I'm wide open. All right, so I'm, I'm available plan, all morning. Plan at eight o'clock. Okay, and you might uh, be judging some karaoke that morning. Okay, um, but yeah, plan at eight o'clock. Yeah, I, I mean, I can hang in the couch, or whatever. I'm just I just want. I'm saying, if I, you don't mind, come no, at eight and we'll just hang. Not at all. All right, ask the Dom tomorrow night on the radio station, last one of the year. Thank you for the extra segment today. Well, thank you for the extra time. Yeah, we will uh, take a break and come back. It is the Mike Caldas show. I got some things to get.